السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن ولا أما بعد قال رب شح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل الأقتة من لساني يفقه قولي اللهم زدنا علما All praise and thanks is due to Allah Azza wa Jal Peace and salutations upon Muhammad ibn Abdullah Salawatullahi wa salamuhu alayhi Peace and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam His family, his friends And upon all those who try to emulate him until the end of time Al-Hadith Khamisu wal-Ishroon An Abi Dhar Aydan Radiyallahu an أن أناسا من أصحاب رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قالوا للنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ذهب أهل الدثور بالأجور يصلون كما نصلي ويسومون كما نسوم ويتصدقون بفضول أموالهم قال أَوَلَيْسَ قَدْ جَعَلَ اللَّهُ لَكُمْ مَا تَصَدَّقُونَ إِنَّ بِكُلِّ تَسْبِيحَةٍ صَدَقَةٍ وَكُلِّ تَكْبِيرَةٍ صَدَقَةٍ وَكُلِّ تَحْمِيدَةٍ صَدَقَةٍ وَكُلِّ تَهْلِيلَةٍ صَدَقَةٍ وَأَمْرٌ بِمَعْرُوفٍ صَدَقَةٍ وَنَهْيٌ عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ صَدَقَةٍ وَفِي وفي بدع أحدكم صدق قالوا يا رسول الله أيأتي أحدنا شهوته ويكون ويكون له فيها أجر قال أرأيتم لو وضعها في حرام أكان عليه وزر فكذلك إذا وضعها في الحلال كان له أجر رواه مسلم uh, this hadith is narrated by Abu Dhar as well. Uh, the hadith that we ended off last week, the long hadith, the hadith Qudsi, was also narrated by Abu Dhar. This hadith is narrated by Abu Dhar as well, and this is why the author, he says, وَعَنْ أَبِي ذَرْ أَيْضًا And this is narrated by Abu Dhar as well. And Abu Dhar says that some of the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they said to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ya Rasulullah, O Messenger of Allah, the affluent amongst us, meaning those people that have money, the rich, they have made off with the rewards. They pray as we pray. So, when we make salah, whether it's rich or poor, everyone is here, they all make salah together. They fast. As we fast, the month in Ramadan doesn't differentiate between rich and poor. And they give much more in sadaqah. They spend more in the charity than we do because we're poor. So, we maybe can't afford. So, for example, someone is rich, he can build a masjid. Someone is rich, he can give... A lot of sadaqah. But us as poor people, they tell in the Prophet ﷺ, we can't afford this. But, the Prophet ﷺ, he says to them, 
Has not Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made things for you to give in charity? He's asking them. And then he says, Truly for every tasbih, saying subhanallah, it is a sadaqah, it is a charity. For every takbir, for saying Allahu Akbar, this is a sadaqah. For every tahmid, for every saying alhamdulillah, this is a sadaqah. Every time you say la ilaha illallah, this is a sadaqah. And commanding good is a sadaqah. And forbidding evil is a sadaqah. And in the bud'i, right? And bud'i here is the relationship between the husband and wife. He says that this is a sadaqah as well. So the companions, they asked, O Messenger of Allah, Ya Rasulullah, when one of us fulfills our carnal desire, will he have the same, will he have some reward for this? The relationship between a husband and wife. Is there going to be a reward? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he asks. And he says to them, Do you not see that if it were to be an act in an unlawful manner, if they were going to commit zina, what will happen? You get punished. Correct? So likewise, if you do, to do this act in a lawful manner with your spouse, then is this not deserving of a reward? Rawahu Muslim. Right, so this hadith, it starts off. And the first point I would like to highlight and the author he brings, he says that the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, it shows their commitment. It shows how they always wanted to do the right thing. And they were always trying to do something that has khair, something that has good. And they would always try to be the first, right, in doing good. And this reminds us of that, the hadith of who? The hadith of Uqasha. The Prophet ﷺ, he explains certain things and he explains about those people that will enter into Jannah bi hisab, etc. And then Uqasha, he says to the Prophet ﷺ, Make me of those that will enter into Jannah without account. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he says that this will be what's name and Ukasha will enter. So another Sahabi, he gets up and he says that make me also. And then what does the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam say? He says, Sabakaka Ukasha. He says that Ukasha has beaten you, meaning that that two hours for Ukasha is finished now. But the lesson that I'm trying to draw is that and this goes in conformity with the ayah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Fastabikul khayrat. Hasten to good. We should never be of those that we are shy when something good happens. Right? Let's look at an example. The masjid for example. And we're not talking now maybe financially. But the masjid needs help. Maybe there's a truck of books coming, whatever it might be. And we have time, let us go forward. So this is what is meant that, and this was the Sahaba. They were always trying to beat each other in good. I always, right, I always tell, especially like our young brothers and sisters, I always tell them, today we're the opposite. 
the youth. We want to challenge each other in everything that is bad. Right? Like now they come with a TikTok video. Then you see all the Muslims make TikTok videos. Right? Then maybe now they come something with Instagram. Now with Amalub Instagram. And she, whatever is not supposed to. Right? These tools can be used for good. Don't get me wrong. But generally, our youth, what do they involve themselves in? They challenge each other to do all types of wrong. Instead of challenging each other to do all things that is good. Like the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And here we see the companions in this hadith, they came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And they brought their case forward. To a certain extent, complained about that, O oh Messenger of Allah, the rich amongst us, alhamdulillah, they make salah like we make salah. They fast in the month of Ramadan. They go on hajj. They do all these actions like we do. But they beat us in one action and that is sadaqah. Because maybe we're poor. We can't afford it. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa he then explains. And the next point that I would like to come to is that I would like to, the author he divides this into two. He divides sadaqah into two. He says that sadaqah is o yanfa'u nafsa. It is something that is beneficial for yourself. For example, tasbih. Right? If I make tasbih, or I make the takbir, I say subhanallah, Allahu akbar, la ilaha, who does this benefit? Does this benefit myself or does it benefit all of us here? Benefits myself, correct? So whether I sit here on the tasbih or count on my hands, and I say hundred times, subhanallah, this sadaqah is for myself. So this is why he divides sadaqah into two. Yanfa'u nafsak wa yanfa'u ghayr nafs. That sadaqah that helps, benefits yourself. Like the tasbih that we mentioned now. And then the sadaqah that benefits other people. Right? Because this hadith speaks about the sadaqah that benefits other people. And it speaks about al-amr bil-ma'roof wa nahi'ani munkar. Enjoining good and forbidding evil. Does this involve only myself or does it involve other people? If I enjoin good, am I enjoining good for myself? No. I'm obviously speaking to someone else. So this is a sadaqah that is shared with other people as well. And he says that part of sadaqah, right, we understood the tasbih part, the Sayyidullah Akbar, etc. But what is also a form of sadaqah is to amr bil ma'roof wa nahyanin munkar. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he explains, and he says, kuntum khayra ummatin ukhrijat linnas, ta'muruna bil ma'roofi wa tanhawna anil munkari wa tu'minuna billah. Correct? That kuntum khayra ummatin ukhrijat linnas. Have you ever pondered on this verse? Right? Have you ever thought That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and everything is written in the lawhi mahfuz, you know. But out of all the people, man, from the time of Adam until the last person that's going to walk on the face of the earth, 
handpicked us to be part of this ummah and to be part of the best of this ummah out of all the nations you're the best following the best of religions inna dina indallahi islam and what does Allah tell you what must you do yes you are the best nations but we can't just sit and relax there's work to be done that you need to enjoy what is good and you need to forbid what is evil obviously it comes with qawaid and that we discuss on another day but there's obviously rules and regulations etc but know that this is what we are we are a nation taken out of the whole of humanity enjoying what is good and forbidding what is evil right طيب. and then the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he speaks about that relation that relation between the husband and the wife which is only halal once they have performed the nikah. So once your nikah has been performed, now this relationship between the husband and the wife becomes halal. And the Prophet ﷺ, he says that they will get the reward for this. The Sahaba is shocked. They say, oh Messenger of Allah, even for an act, between a husband and wife, they're going to get the reward. And the Prophet wasallam, he asked him the opposite question. Is it not that if someone commits zina, he's going to get punished? So they said yes. So he said, is it not then that if the husband and wife has their relationship, that Allah will reward them for that. And this subhanAllah shows us that Beauty again of Islam. And it all comes down to what? To intentions. To niyyah. Right? You can have a day filled with doing actions. Right? You get up in the morning. You wash your face. You brush your teeth. Right? You go to the bathroom. You do normal things. And everyone does this. But what makes or what draws the line between the Muslim or the practicing Muslim and the non-practicing Muslim and the disbeliever is that the Muslim that fears Allah he has that intention that whatever I do I please Allah and Allah rewards him for all that so he gets up in the morning he says his dua he goes to the bathroom he says a dua he comes out of the bathroom he says a dua he goes to bath he makes the niya for a sunnah ghusl he is bathing all this niya is in the heart. It's not something uttered. But see there. So something that you must do, a Muslim and a believer, he turns it into what? Into ibadah. He goes to gym. Oh Allah, I want to be strong. So that one day the call comes for jihad, I can go out and I can go fight. What did the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam say? He says that a person that does not have at least in his heart the wish 
that one day I can go out and go fight in the path of Allah and he dies in that condition. He dies on the thing of hypocrisy. This is hadith, sahih. So we should at least have that intention. But like I said again, whatever we do, we as Muslims, we have this power that we can change any normal action, any mundane action, and it can become something of ibadah. The next hadith, al-hadith al-sadisu wal-ishroon. عن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم كل سلام من الناس عليه صدقة كل يوم تطلع فيه الشمس تعدل بين اثنين صدقة وتعين الرجل وتعين الرجل في دابته فتحمله عليها أو ترفع له عليها متاعه صدقة والكلمة الطيبة صدقة وبكل خطوة تمشيها إلى الصلاة صدقة وتميت الأذى عن الطريقة صدقة رواه البخاري ومسلم. The next hadith narrated by Abu Huraira رضي الله عنه. He said that Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم he said that every joint of the body or every joint of a person must perform a charity each day the sun or each day that the sun rises to judge justly between two people is a form of sadaqah charity to help a man with his mount lifting him unto it or hoisting up its belongings or his belongings unto it afwan it is a form of charity sadaqah and the good word, kalimatu tayyiba, it is charity. And every step that you take towards the prayer is charity. And every removing of a harmful object from the road is charity. Muttafakun alayh, rawah Bukhari, wa Muslim. So again, this hadith, it deals with sadaqah. And the first part of the hadith says that every joint, right? So the word, he says that kullu sulama, right? And this means al-mufasilu, this means joints. So every joint of your body. And here the author, right? I'm going to mention this. The author mentions here. 360 joints. Allah wa'ala. Right? I googled it. The first search came to something called come, came to study dot something and they also said 360. Then I asked the doctor and he sent me something else which basically doesn't have a number. So Allah wa'ala, right? I'm just, like we said because we're doing the author's book, we mention what the author says but Allah knows best. Uncle Walid, you know another number? No. Huh? I thought it was 360. I'm not sure if I'm going to say it. Allah, right? Maybe he can ask his uncle as a doctor. He can tell us. <laughs> right? But the point that of this hadith is that for every 
joined in the body, we need to give a sadaqah. And the Prophet says that every day when the sun rises, we need to give a sadaqah. But now something I would like to elude to or something that we need to realize here or remember. That obviously the sun doesn't shine every day. Right? So this does not mean that only when the sun is shining or in summer months we need to do this. But it's every day, right? It's just an expression that was used. And what the ulama, or in another hadith, the end of the, the hadith, right? It speaks about making tasbih, right? So they say, if you say, subhanallah, you say, alhamdulillah, Allahu Akbar, the tahdid, la ilaha illallah, this is all forms of sadaqah. This hadith comes in Muslim. Then the end of that hadith, it says, وَيُجْزِيُوا مِنْ ذَلِكَ رَكْعَتَانِ يَرْكَعُهُمَا مِنَ الضُّحَى Referring to salatu duha. So they say that the salatu duha is a salah that is equal to all the tasbihs in it. So the ulama, they have the opinion that you make salatu duha and the sufficiency suffices for you to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make shukr for your joints that Allah azza wa has given you. And, right, let us pause for a moment. How shouldn't we be thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Right? I mean, subhanallah, right? Like I always say, and not actually me, but I mean, comes from the hadith, stems from the hadith, that when we're healthy, right? Then things are fine, alhamdulillah. But just that thorn pick, man. Prick. And then we are in. No, you feel pain. I mean, now what? Yesterday or the day before that, I was walking or something. My elbow knocked like the. You know, then you get that funny bone thing. But I mean, then you're like, yo, subhanallah. Or like small things, man. Now, what's still about someone? Right? Yeah. Just now, two, three days ago, a friend of mine um, graduated from the Islamic University, but before us, I think Sheikh Imran got him in the same time, like when Sheikh Imran got there, then he was still there, always finishing off. Um, so like his, his mother had to go for either double or triple bypass, so she goes into hospital, Hamda, she's like, she won't say she's fine, but she walked into hospital, let's put it that way. And she went for the operation, and afterwards she had a clot in the leg, they amputated the leg. So, I mean, she came in, walking, but she's obviously going to go out of the leg show. So, this person, right, so how shouldn't we be thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And what does Allah say? In Surah Ibrahim, وَإِن تَعُدُّ نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ لَا تُحْسُوَا and if you were to count the favors of Allah, you would not be able to count it. No, it's off. The one, only one she has one, but the other one. She has the baby that leg. Yes. <laughs> right? Supposed to bury like even like I mean if you now 
whatever bones is now maybe taken out of your body or whatever and you have it like you should bury them and Allah knows best and right giving thanks to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and I think that we as human beings and especially Muslims I think the past few months that we've been through so much I think we've understood and yani, you can say we loved making shukr right giving thanks right we know what it is right maybe right alhamdulillah we still maybe had food on our tables and that but how many people that maybe six seven six months ago they were okay man they weren't struggling but they lost jobs there might have been times when there wasn't food on the table so we should always thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in, especially when, right, when times are tough, we always thank, there's no doubt. But in good times, thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says as well in this hadith, that to be just between two people when given a ruling, right, you need to be just. So someone comes to me, someone comes to you, and they say, you know, um, brother, sister, um, you know Fulan, and you know Fulana, and this is what happened, um, can you judge between us? So you need to be fair, you need to be just, you can't, because he's my friend, right? So Khalid is my friend, so Khalid and Qasim come to me, they got a problem. Now because I like Khalid, I take Khalid, even though Qasim is right. Right, but that they call it but no, you need to be just, and also try to make sulh between two people that have problems, they have issues with each other. Allah says that indeed you are brothers. إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ إِخْوَى فَأَصْلِحُوا And join them, right? Make sulh between them. Between who? أَخَوَيْكُمْ Between their brothers. وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ And fear Allah. لَعَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ So that you will be shown mercy. And when you do this, when you make sulh, then this is a form of sadaqah. And then the Prophet ﷺ carries on and he says that helping someone on the mount, right? Helping someone on the mount. So for example, those times with camels and horses nowadays, right? You can still help someone. An old brother, old lady needs to get in the car. You can help them, take them by the hand, open the door for them. Maybe they have parcels, packets from shopping and it. Help them. This is what the Prophet said. He says, this is sadaqa. Wa kalimatu tayyiba sadaqa. And what is kalimatu tayyiba? Yani asal Allah ilaha illallah. Hada kalimatu tayyiba. This is sadaqa. But just generally speaking, good as well. This is sadaqa. And... Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Right, so this is all that the hadith mentions about different forms of sadaqah. The next hadith 
right al hadith sabi'u wal ishrun hadith sabi'u wal ishrun an nawas ibn sam'an an nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qala al birru husnul khuluq wal ism ma haqa fi al nafs wa karihta ما البر مطمئن إليه النفس وأطمئن إليه قلبه والإثم ما حاق في النفس وتردد في صدري وإن أفتاك الناس وأفتوك حديث حسن رويناه في مسندي الإمامين أحمد بن حنبل والدارمي بإسناد حسن حديث النواس رواه مسلم وحديث وابسة رواه أحمد والدارمي وفي إسناده مقال لكن له شواهد بأسانيد جيدة ذكرها الحافظ بن رجب في جامع العلوم والحكم وهو في الجملة مماثل لحديث النواس بن سمعان right, So this hadith We see here these two narrations and Hadith number 20, yes, 27. So on the authority of Nawas ibn Sam'an, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi, he said that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Righteousness is in good character. Righteousness is in good character. And wrongdoing is that which wavers in your soul. And which you dislike people finding out about. Right? We explain this now. The next narration on the authority of Wabisa ibn Ma'bad. He said, I came to the Messenger of Allah and he Muhammad sallallahu alayhi and I said to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. No, Afwan. I came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told me or he said to me you have come to ask about righteous subhanallah. He didn't ask the Prophet said that you came and this is why you came also. This is of the miracles of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So he said yes. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to him consult your heart istafta qalb Righteousness is that, or it is about that which the soul feels at ease and the heart feels tranquil. And wrongdoing is that which wavers in the soul and causes uneasiness in the breast, even though people have repeatedly given their legal opinion in its favor. This hadith, or the second hadith, is found in the Musnad of Imam Ahmad and the Musnad of Imam Ad-Darimi with a with an authentic chain. 
So these two ahadith, it deals or it indicates and it shows us the concept of righteousness. Al-birru kalimatun jami'atun tashmalu al-umura batina allati fi qalbi wal-umura zahira allati takunu ala al-lisani wal-jawari. This word bir, this, weed, this word righteousness and to do good. It is a comprehensive word which shows us or it deals with all the matters, the inward matters. For example, the matters of the heart. And also it deals with all the exterior matters, that which is dahir, for example, that which is uttered on the tongue, or that which is shown in the body. So, for example, salah, this is good, so this is beer, correct? Having tawakkul, right? this will now be of the matter of the heart, but this is beer, this is good. Fasting the month of Ramadan or so. This is between you and Allah. Correct? So this is also something of the heart. Going on Hajj. This is both. Right? This is Baltinia, two of the heart, and Zahiriya, like external. For example, you wear in Ihram. Right? We can all see you in Ihram. Or you belt in the Jamarat. So this is outer things where as the other things that you do. Like, for your example, taqwa, for example, khawf, example, raja, all these things, this is in your heart. But the point of this hadith is that the word bir, to do good. And Allah says, لَيْسَ الْبِرَّ أَن تُوَلُّوا And this, he shows us that, that righteousness is not like yani of how you turn your faces. So this ayah has to do with Surah Al-Baqarah. Right? لَيْسَ الْبِرَّ أَن تُوَلُّوا وُجُوهَكُمْ قِبَلَ الْمَشْرِقِ وَالْمَغْرِبِ Right? This is the start of the second juz. Speaking about what incident? Changing of the Qibla. From where to where? Right, from Baytul Maqdis to Makkah. And obviously the Sahaba, they were worried with certain things. And then Allah, and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also says, and one of the things, that your taqwa is not based on where you're facing. Man. But your taqwa is also in your, your righteousness is also in your heart. But also righteousness, so this verse shows both. Shows that your righteousness has to do with the outer efforts that you make. And with you, zahir with you, I mean afwan with you, baltin with you, inna. And Allah knows best. And then the author, he says to us, وَتَعَاوَنُوا عَلَى الْبِرِّ وَالتَّقْوَى And he brings the verse that Allah Azza wa Jal uses or he says in Surah Al-Ma'idah وَتَعَاوَنُوا عَلَى الْبِرِّ وَالتَّقْوَى And 
enjoin, help one another in beer, in righteousness and being God conscious. Right? Don't do things for yourself. That okay, no, I'm going to just do this. But you obviously, we try to help other people as well in to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in the hadith of Nawas, he says, Al-birru husnul khuluq. That bir is good character. And in the author he says, وَحُسْنُ خُلُقْ يَحْتَمِلُ أَنْ يَكُونَ الْمُرَادُ بِهِ خُصُوصَ الْخُلُقِ الْكَرِيمَ الْمَعْرُوفِ بِهَذَا الْإِسْمِ وَيَكُونُ تَفْسِيرُ الْبِرِّ بِهِ لِأَهْمِيَتِهِ وَعَظِيمِ شَأْنِهِ وَهُوَ النَّذِيرُ الدِّينُ النَّصِيحَةُ أو الْحَجُّ عَرَفَةُ Okay, so here he says, الْبِرُّ حُسْنُ الْخُلُقْ that bir, that righteousness, is husnul khuluk, is having good character. So here the author, he says that this could mean that this is what bir is. Bir is to have good character. He says, however, husnul khuluk is rather being used here to explain what is bir. And then he gives the example and he says, Ad-Dinun Nasihah. Or, he says, Al-Hajju Arafah. And I would like to use Al-Hajju Arafah to explain. So the Prophet Sallallahu he says, Hajjul Arafah, right? He says, Hajj is Arafah. But is that the only actions of Hajj? Arafah. Yes, if you don't get Arafah, then what happens to you? Right? Yes. But, if you went to Arafah, you need to do other actions as well. You must go pelt the Jamarat. Correct? You must go make certain tawafs. You must make certain sa'i. You must go to Musdalifa. You must go to Mina. Right? You must make Hadi. So it does not just mean specifically Al-Hajju Arafah and this is only, Hajj is only Arafah. Yes. If you did everything else and you must Arafah, that's a problem. But if you did Arafah, you need to do the other things as well. So like this, he's saying that Husnul Khuluk, having good character, is only but part of Bir. Fahim, do you understand? Fahim. And then he says, وَالْإِثْمُ مَا حَاقَ فِي نَفْسِكَ وَكَرِهْتَ أَيْ يَطَّلِعَ عَلَيْهِ النَّاسِ and you're speaking about your, right, your ism. Now he's speaking about something which is not correct. And he says, وَالْإِثْمُ مَا حَاقَ فِي نَفْسِكَ And wrongdoing is that which wavers in your soul. وَكَرِهْتَ أَيَّ الطَّلِعَ عَلَيْهِ النَّاسِ And Doing wrong is something that you do not want people to know. Now, yeah, right? We can all relate to this. Right? When you do something wrong, you, 
you know, man, something isn't right here. And you know, like when you grew up, you were younger and you maybe took something that's not yours. Or your mommy said, no, you can only have one biscuit. No one looking, you take another biscuit. <laughs> right? Then, but you know, now it's not right. Right? Either way. And subhanallah. Right? The same thing. You know, like, um, certain people maybe, right? You'll find if you like YouTube this and that, um, Muslims, they maybe reverted to Islam. Or even Muslims that were weak Muslims and they did certain haram things and they repented and they may not that they speak in right we should never speak about our bad deeds right but maybe they mention certain things to encourage people so let's look at an example right he goes to a half school or he goes to school and I remember when we were in school they used to bring maybe Kasim can relate to this also they would bring someone that was maybe an extra addict to come speak to the school Right? So what does he do? He's obviously going to relate some stories to you of his life. Not maybe in detail, detail, but he'll say that, you know, I slept on the street because I never had money or whatever. And that. This is not speaking about his haram. This is rather but a lesson. And this is fine. But what the hadith that the Prophet ﷺ mentions about the mujahir, about someone that boasts about his sin, is that they're proud. And yeah, right, you know, sometimes we get like, um, especially with like older people, right, then they will sit, oh, I'm doing the old man. Then they will sit and they will speak about things that they did wrong. And they speak about it in a happy way. Like it was, if I can use the word in inverted commas, it was like quiet. Right? Yes. No, I mean, subhanAllah, I sat with people and they speak about how they used to rob people when I was a khuyada. Or they used to smoke dacha and, you know, or like they always say, no, that gangsters were good. But they were wrong. They robbed people, they beat up people. So don't speak good about something that is wrong. But if it's a lesson, that is a different thing. And again, we transgressed a bit. <laughs> right? But basically, how did we get there? We got here because of that you will feel in your heart that you're uneasy about something and when you do something, wrong. Or that you don't want people to know about it. Right? If you do something wrong, right? look at the example, take a kid. Someone on school. Right? So Allah forbid he failed the year. Obviously, he doesn't want his parents to go tell him. I would say uh, he failed. <laughs> Something good, man. But, right, so we understand this. And also reminds us of other hadith, the hadith that we did. Leave that which you doubt for that which you do, not doubt. Also reminds us that the hadith that we did. إِذَا لَمْ تَسْتَحِي فَاسْنَعْمَ that if you don't have any shyness, right? If you're not, if you don't have what the sin of Afrikaans, you don't have skamta, then if al-mashi, do what you want to do. Right? And we discussed this hadith. 
So what does the word ism mean here? The ism means here the author says it means ma'asi, um, sin in general, and mushtabiha, and things that are doubtful. And here again, we quoted the first part of the verse. We said, وَتَعَوَنُوا عَلَى الْبِرِّ وَالتَّقْوَى The second part of the verse, وَلَا تَعَوَنُوا عَلَى الْإِسْمِ وَالْعُلُوَانِ And do not call one another. Do not invite one another. Do not allow one another to do إِسْم وَالْعُلُوَانِ I do not. Youngsters today, even older people, they do wrong. Then, ah, it's all right, man. No one's going to know, just do it. Right? We shouldn't invite one another to do wrong. And then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, Istafti qalbak wa in aftaka nasu wa aftawka. He says that, yani that ask your heart. Right? Istafta. And he says that righteousness Oh no, Afwan He says and that if you ask the people Repeatedly they will give their legal opinions So meaning That if you have Doubt Right, so obviously If something is clear cut haram You can't go ask your heart Oh no, can I do it? Right, so for example, alcohol. Right, we all know alcohol is haram. Now you ask your heart, you know, um, what my heart can say? No. Right, so we're not too much clear cut haram things. But you know, sometimes you have two matters, you're not sure what to do, man. Is where it comes in now. Ask your heart. Because your heart generally, right, you know what I mean. It's a bit hard concept to explain, but generally you always have these things in life. Certain situations where that if you're not sure, must I go this way, must I go that way? The heart, yani, it tends to tell you where to go, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. And this also, yani, brings us but to the end of the hadith. Um, what is the time? Right, so I'm going to stop here. The reason for stopping here is that the next hadith, it's not a very long hadith, but however it needs a lot of explanation. Because the next hadith is the hadith that deals with where the Prophet wasallam basically he tells his companions to fear Allah Azza wa Jal, etc. And then he speaks about sam'a wa ta'a, about listening and obeying. And this obviously deals with the Islamic rulers, etc. And there's a lot to be discussed. And also then it deals with following the Khulafa al-Rashidin, the Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu and the Khulafa al-Rashidin. And it obviously deals with the concept of bid'ah, which we discussed already in the past, but it will obviously come up again. And I feel that that I don't want to rush the hadith. So inshallah we'll stop here. And next week, bi'ithni Allah ta'ala, we will carry on.